Hello and welcome to another episode of Pros Pondering Paint. This is episode four in our series of how to start and run a painting business. So you're set up, you've made it official, you're out on your own, you've got a business, you've got a website, you've done the insurance, you've done the legal paperwork. Now it's time to go and bid, right? No, no, a few more things. What we want to do, talk about today is knowing your material costs and knowing your numbers. So Brandon, where do we start? Well, uh, the first place you have to start is mentally, because this is where a lot of painters fall short. Uh, I'll just tell a quick story that I know a guy, he just goes to the paint store and pays full retail for, for whatever paint that he's given, which is astronomically priced. And he's like, it doesn't matter the homeowner's paying for it. Whereas in my brain, I'm like, okay, it's a... $80 full retail gallon of paint. If you can get it for $60, well, there's $20 there that, that you, you can play with. So to me, it's getting those material costs down so that you can make money. I agree with that. And that's the benefit of being a contractor and being a business is that you can negotiate those better deals for yourself. So you're not paying full retail. That's part of the reason that you have a business is so that you can get those better deals because you do need to make money essentially on everything that you're doing, you need to find a way to monetize it because otherwise there's so many little inc incidents and ancillary costs that go into running a business and doing projects. You want to have all those bases covered all throughout the board. And like you said, if the homeowner is used to paying 80 bucks a gallon and you can get it for 60, that's 20 bucks in your pocket. Or depending on how you want to run your business, you know, you could sell, you could mark up that gallon to 70 bucks a gallon and still save that homeowner the $10 a gallon, which then sharpens your numbers for your bid. Or if you don't want to make money on the paint, you know, you can just essentially roll it into your bid at their price, but you still have to know those numbers before you get on the job site. Absolutely. I've been on a lot of painters chat rooms for years, and this seems to be a really sticky point where people think that it's dishonest to charge more than what you pay for something. And you know, Chris, you and I were talking before and I'm like, if I go to Walmart and I buy a Snickers bar and that Snickers bar is $3, right? Do I go to Walmart and say, Hey, how much did you pay for the Snickers bar? And then they'll tell me, Oh, we, we paid $2. Well, then do you go call the, the Mars company or whatever, whoever makes Snickers and ask them how much it costs them to produce that? Because that's how much you should be paying. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but that's exactly what people do when they feel that their business should not be making money on this. I agree. And you're in business to provide a service to your customers, but also you need to make a profit. Otherwise your business will not last. And on the vendor side of it, I distribute for Benjamin Moore and Hirschfield's paint. I get a better deal on Benjamin Moore than I can sell it to say you, Brandon, because well, they're selling it to Hirschfield's and then in order for Hirschfields to stay in business and make money, I have to then mark it up and then resell it to you, which you can do for your customers as well. It's not stealing, it's not doing anything immoral. That's just making profit. Now, if you were gonna get it for 60 bucks a gallon and then you were to charge your customer $200 a gallon, then we might have some different, you know, discussions about morality and, you know, profiteering. But if you're just marking it up to the retail price that they would get walking in the store. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, absolutely. And to go with your thought there is, okay, so you, you guys uh, distribute for Benjamin Moore, 
The thing is, you have a storefront. You have to have someone mix and shake that paint. You know, you have you have all these things. You know, it sits on a shelf. You have to heat it. You have to air condition it. You have to do all those types of things. And that all costs money, right? That costs money. And as a painter, okay, I go to someone's job or someone's house. I bid the job. I typically don't get paid for that, right? Most guys do free estimates. If you charge for estimates and you can do that, my hat is off to you. Let's just put it that way. Then there's a lot of song and dance that goes along with most of these things. Then I have to go to the paint store. I have to pick up the paint. And, you know, there's a lot of work that goes with that. So who pays for all that becomes the question. This is why you should be making money on this. I agree. And your bid time, you know, after you go and meet with the customer, then you have to go home, write out that bid, follow up, do all these follow-ups. And if it's not you running to the paint store to pick up paint, you're sending one of your guys and you've got to figure out how to monetize that downtime as well. There again, adding these little extra things is just a good way to do it. Yes. Yes. And to go to one of your points that you said earlier is that you should be making money on everything. In theory, everything should be profitable. Now, granted, there will be certain things that will be more profitable and other things that will be less profitable. But if you're overall profitable and then something happens where you take a little bit of a hit, it's okay, right? You can absorb it a lot better because there's that extra money sitting out over here. So that's the other reasoning why you need to make money on that stuff. It's that buffer for accidents or just anything else that changes. And, and that goes not just for the big ticket items, the, the paint, that goes for your brushes, your rollers, your tape. And, you know, you have to account for all of that going into these jobs as well, you know, because you, that's what you use on every job. The plastic, you know, granted the tape and the brush and the rollers, those can carry, you can buy a roll of tape that's going to last you maybe two or three jobs. You can buy a box of plastic that's going to last you two or three jobs. So you have to know those numbers are right, the box of plastic is going to cost 30 bucks. It's going to last me three jobs. That's $10 a job. You do have to break down those numbers and the same with the brushes and the tape and all these other items. That's right. And th this is where having that relationship with your paint store comes in handy. So I go to the paint store and I see a guy, he buys one roll of tape and one roller cover. And obviously he's buying whatever it is that he feels that he needs for that one day. And I look at that as a businessman and I'm like, that is inefficient and unproductive. In my brain, and this is how I do it, you need to buy in bulk to whatever level you possibly can. Now, Chris, you know, I buy roller covers from you. We'll buy hundreds at a time, right? Because that that's what we do and I get a good price. But I, I always think there's a magic number. I need to buy X amount for the price to start going down. So, so Chris, you're a new painter. You're coming in. You might have a couple of jobs lined up. I need tape. I need roller covers, all that stuff. What's the magic number? What's the, the minimum bulk buy where I start seeing money back? Well, for you, Brandon, it's 150 roller covers, but <laughs> then you've got the storage and you're, and you're right on. It's, there is a magic number. And in, if you're just starting out, if you just walk in off the street, the magic number is six and I'll use uh, tape as an example. So the pricing I'm going to throw out here, this is just straight retail pricing for the Minnesota, Minneapolis, St. Paul market, a roll of PG 29 tape retails at $7 and 29 cents. So if you just walked in brand new painter, walked in off the street, 
or anybody walks in off the street, you buy one roll, that's what you're going to get it for. But if you were to say you've got enough jobs lined up, you went to, all right, I'm going to buy six rolls of tape. Well, that drops your price from $7.29 down to $6.92. That's a savings of 37 cents per roll. So all of a sudden, you're pocketing money, boom, just like that. And that's great. And now six rolls of tape isn't a ton. That's a, a sleeve of tape. So that's easy to store and then easy to use. And you're going to burn through that before it goes bad. Now, if you've got even more room, you know, there's, you can, the next step is 24. That's a full case. That's four sleeves of tape. So then you go from 692 a roll down to 672 a roll. So that's another 20 cents savings. So at that point, now you're at 57 cents a roll savings. And then, all right, that works. So, you know, I go through a, a case of tape every two weeks. Perfect. Well, guess what? Now I've got a little bit more money in my pocket. I'm going to buy a month's worth of tape. So you go to uh, two cases. So that's 48 rolls of tape. Now you're down to 629 a roll. So now that's a dollar per roll savings off your original 729 that you were paying when you were buying one roll at a time. So that's $1. Essentially, when you buy two cases of tape, you're getting six rolls of tape free compared to buying it one at a time. That's a huge savings. Chris, I got to say, that was that was really, really interesting. We know that that's just straight retail pricing. But you think about not only are you saving money on the material, like you're just saying, but what if now all of a sudden I only have to go to the paint store twice a week now or once a week, right? So you're now not having to drive to the store, right? You're not having to take that time. You can either be relaxing or you could be on the job actually working and making money. See, there's savings there too. Right, yeah. You're saving wear and turn the vehicle. You're saving the cost of gas. And I've nobody has ever, I take that back. There's one job I'm currently see every day that is literally across the street from our one of our stores but that's still by the time those guys walk from that job site into our store pick up that roll of tape and walk back that's 20 minutes just because of the time to cross the street you hang out at the paint store for a little bit you talk and then you mosey on back you check your you know, voicemail you check do some text messaging so that's you know 20 minutes that's just out of your day all of a sudden where you should be on site painting and so you're, you're right on that just saves you those trips. And then also, all right, you can call in your paint ahead and you can still order the sundries and these other items in advance, but they're good. If you do two jobs a week, all of a sudden it's that simple. You're only at the paint store twice a week versus every day picking up supplies. Yeah. See, and what a, what a great idea. So that's where teaming up with the local paint store can really start racking up savings very quickly, as, as we just saw with just tape. Then there's roller covers, there's rollers, there's brushes, plastic or drop cloths, and then there's the actual product, the paint itself. See, these are all things that we can save money on. And when it comes to the products themselves, there's always a tier. There's a good, better, best in whether it comes to tape, brushes, rollers, plastics, and also paint. So having that built in and also knowing what kind of customers you kind of want to go after and understanding, you know, this get, get, getting a little ahead of ourselves, but understanding where you're going to want your business to fall and what type of customers you're going to have to be able to bid at that good, better, best. And then also that gives the paint store that you're working with. All right. These are the three items that I paint items that I use, or these are the, and these are the two brushes and the three rollers that I use. Then that paint store will work with you because those are the items that you buy to give you a, then a better deal 
on those exact items versus trying to be like, all right, we'll give you 20% off everything in the store. Well, that doesn't do you any good if you save 20% on an item that you never buy. That's just silly. But if you can dial down those prices on those main key items that you're using, there again, that helps you save money. That helps you be more competitive out there in the market. There you go. And let's just illustrate that a little bit. So we're just going to take Sherwin Williams because they're arguably the biggest player in the game. So like for me, from Sherwin Williams, as far as their paint goes, I really only use two types of paint there. I use their emerald, which is their best. And then I use their super paint, which is kind of a, a, a mid-grade product. So when I go out on a job, basically, I only use the super paint on new construction. I use super paint. Like if you say, Brandon, I'm going to be selling my house in six months. It just needs to look good. I sell them. I'm like, this is a fine product. It'll look good for you. It'll last the next guy a couple of years and they can change it whenever they want. So that's that. But as far as everything else, I always fit it with Emerald. And then because of that, your pricing could be very good because it's two products. Definitely. And there again, like I said, that makes it easier on the paint store to negotiate better deals with you and you negotiate better deals with them because it's just those two simple products. And also having only two products, that makes your bidding and your cost of materials numbers fairly static because you know that, all right, Super Paint is going to be X and Emerald is going to be X or even more X, depending on <laughs> where you're at. You know, that's going to be the thing is that you know those two prices. So any job, you've got the static materials of tape, rollers, brushes over here and labor. Well, then it's just a materials cost that fluctuates it, which can fluctuate, you know, multiple hundreds of dollars, depending on the numbers of gallons and everything that you're using. But there again, it just walking out of the door, you know, each job is going to cost roughly X amount of dollars, you've already got that built into your head, knowing I've got to make this much money to cover this much costs. And then I, the, what's in between is profit to go back into the business. Absolutely. So in reality, there's two areas where, where we make money as painters. It's making money pre-bid, right? That, which is exactly what we're talking about. And then as we're going to cover in another episode, post-bid, right? So you got the job, now you have to work more efficiently and you have to work faster. So those are the two areas that you make money. We'll talk about the second one later, but as far as the first one, this is how you make money before you even get to a job. Right, which is key. Like we said, you've got to make money in every aspect of your business to keep it afloat. And this is a great way to do those things. Yeah, I totally agree. So just these couple steps, 10 minute conversation, 15 minute conversation with someone at your local paint store, and it, it literally could save you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars every single year. Right. And don't hesitate. I, you know, we mentioned Sherwin-Williams. Sherwin uh, they're a competitor of mine. I work for Hirschfields. Don't hesitate to talk to every paint company in your local market. Pick up the phone, call them, have the conversation with them. They, we like, we like to bid against each other for, we like to try and earn your business. And, you know, that dollars per gallon of paint, if that can sway you to our side, then, you know, they're willing to work with you. And also that gives you a broader variety. So when your customers are asking for different products, then you know, okay, all right, I, typically I use Emerald, but this customer wants Aura and Benjamin more Aura. Then you kind of know, okay, well, I've already got this deal with, I, you know, 
the Benjamin Moore dealer who I don't normally do business with or don't do regular business with, but I can still then call him because I've already got that relationship with them and we can negotiate a price that isn't just straight retail. Yes. And you might find that you like a product from someone else a little better. So everyone is going to have their favorite products. Obviously try a few of them. And, you know, for me, I always gravitate toward the higher end products and there's a couple reasons for that. It's, it's better for me in the sense, in a few sense, first, first of all, it's more expensive. So that's better for me, but actually a better product goes on easier, right? It goes on easier and it covers better. So that works better for me as the painter, but on the backside of it, that's where it gets to be better for the homeowner, right? Because now it's more scuff resistance. It lasts longer. They can touch it up. You know, they don't have to worry when their kids like rub their dirty little fingers all across the wall. You see, that's where it's better for them in the long run. So it pays to shop around. It pays to use a quality product. It does. And not only quality products in the coatings, the paint, but also in your tools. Don't get the cheap tool, the cheapest tools out there, because all that's going to do is hinder your application properties. Don't just get the DIY tools, get the better tools, the professional tools. They're going to last you longer. They're going to make your finishes look that much better. It's going to make you look that much more professional when you walk in with a brush that somebody's going to go, Oh, I can get that. Oh, I got that brush downstairs in my, in my paint closet. And when you're walking in with the cheap little brush, the same that they're using, they're going to go, what's this guy doing? Better tools, better products. They just make it a better finish all the way around, which like you said, at the end of the day, that's giving your customers a better finish and a better longevity and a better product that they want, which will then help them want to give out your name more and say, Hey, this guy did a really good job. We recommend you getting, hiring him. Yes. I'll say the reason why people don't like painting. Well, one of the many reasons why they don't like painting is because they've never used good tools, right? I got to say, I hate when I watch HGTV or the DIY network and you got this person, you know, two hands with the nine inch roller and they're milking that roller for all it's worth. And my, my wife hates it because I'm like, that's not the way you do it, right? It's like, that's what people do. And they hate it because their back hurts, their wrists hurt, their arms hurt. And, and so it's like, it pays to get a good quality product. It does. It just makes your job easier and makes the customer happier at the end of the day. And goes faster. Yeah. And then you're painting faster and you're painting at a higher quality, being more efficient with your time, which there again, being more efficient with your time puts more money in your pocket. That's right. I think that wraps it up for this episode four of knowing your materials costs. So again, this is all before you even get on the job site, knowing all this information so that when you get onto the job site, get in front of your customer, you know how to add that value and differentiate yourself from your, from your competition, which is our next episode. So we'll talk about that and we'll see you next time.